Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. Jay, it's great to see you. It's been a couple of weeks since we've managed to get an episode recorded. How have you been going? I know, my bad. Uh, I've been I've been good, very busy, uh, and I've got very exciting news to share. Um, yeah. Not exactly the newest of news, but um, I've just had another kid, baby. Fantastic! Another yep. little long. His name is uh, yep. His name is Isaac, and he is three weeks old now. So yeah, Lego podcast. Have had to has had to take a bit of a back seat for obvious reasons, um, but yeah. So you know what? Just trying to find little pockets of time to get back into the recording studio and whip up another episode. So apologies for the um, for the gap. It's completely my bad. I think as far as excuses go for um, having a bit of a delay between episodes, Jay, this is probably up there amongst the most reasonable. I know, it's great. I, it, it, it's one of the last few opportunities I get to use the, uh, the newborn baby card to get out of my responsibilities. Ah, uh, that's, that's all right. That just, that's just a thing with life, I think. Just a thing with life. And uh, how's the rest, the rest of the family all keeping well? Uh, yep, as as, uh, as 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 well as you can be with a newborn, crying newborn in the in the mix. But it's mm-hmm. been good. It's been good. I've I've enjoyed being on paternity leave, and you know, just being just being at home. Um, it's it's just a really special time. So it's been good. Fantastic. I think yep. it's good to be having a good reason to be at home rather than just being at home because you've been locked down. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Look. Um, large, large parts of the house have been purged of Lego and any, you know, small bits, um, probably for the better. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good. Um, you, you're free now as well. Melbourne has been released from the lockdown somewhat. What have you been up to? So I've been staying at home of my own choice. (laughs) So Melbourne had uh, has had cafes and restaurants open to limited eat, sitting in um, customers this last week, and tomorrow shops are going to open. Ooh, um, sorry, by by shops I mean sorry by tomorrow I mean Friday evening at six pm. Shops are going to open for people to be allowed to go inside and just browse. Where are you going to go? I'm probably going to be stuck at work. You know, all of our small businesses have been closed for the last three months, only doing click and collect. And so I think it's great to be able to support them. It just depends on whether or not I finish work in a timely fashion tomorrow night. Well, hopefully um, you don't get stuck in traffic because I imagine a lot of people would be very keen to get up to the shops and, uh, you know, get back to Kmart or Toy Bricks or, you know, Whatever people buy, you know. It's an exciting time to be able to go out and make a choice to go out to a shop and or not go out to a shop. Yeah. And and look, online shopping has been quite disappointing as of late. You know, parcels, packages are taking longer than usual. So I think the temptation to just pull up to a shop, pick a set off the shelves, give it a good shake and, you know, go to the checkouts and leave with a brand new Lego set, you know, no, no waiting time for your sets to arrive online. I think that's a pretty good um, value proposition right there. I think a lot of people are going to be excited to go to the Lego certified stores as well to kind of check out the new releases and just in time for November as well. So we've got a few big releases coming up on the calendar. We do. Amongst those that we saw, so we have the Lego Ideas, not, yes, the Lego Ideas Home Alone House, which was announced last week. Have you had a chance to look at that, Jay? Oh, yeah. I, um, I've, I'm 
as of as of as of recording, I'm still finishing my review. It's a big set, and it doesn't help that you know packages from Denmark are also taking longer than than expected. So I actually got the set like a day before embargo, and it's a big set. So I I I I did not finish it before the embargo lifted, but it's done. I've taken all my photos. I just have to you know put it together when I have a moment in between work and a screaming newborn. So. Well, look forward to reading that. Do you, do you have some um, first some thoughts to share with people about about um, how you feel about the set? Yeah, look, it's it's notable because it's a Lego idea set, and um, it's also the biggest Lego idea set by piece count. So it's taken a top spot from what was it before? Um, the piano, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's big, and I don't know about you, but I love Home Alone. It's very nostalgic for me. Um, it's 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 one of the two movies that I associate with Christmas. The other being Die Hard and Die Hard Two. Um, and you know, to prepare for the build and the review, I actually rewatched Home Alone with my daughter, and it holds up. It's been a while. It's been a few years since I've watched um, mm. Home Alone, um, because Die Hard's usually my Christmas movie of choice. Um, that may need to change for the next couple of years while you've maybe, got the young people around. Maybe, maybe. Um, but it was great. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It holds up really well, and it. It's almost a companion experience, I think, to the to, to the build because there is a, um, the designers packed pretty much every single gag or scene or booby trap or notable part of the movie into the final product. They, That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's it's quite a quite an expensive set. Um, it's four hundred. Australian dollars and 250 US dollars pounds euros no slightly cheaper in pounds and 350 Canadian yeah it's a big set and it's a huge set I think for the um you know it's a 4,000 plus piece set and you know once once you're finished with the with the model it's quite a sizable display piece uh it looks it looks terrific um next to modular buildings it's almost the same size it's 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 comically large you know once you place mm. it to a modular building but it's a big set it's a big display set and on the inside it's just packed with details um in every single room so look it's 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 a good set i'm not going to say it's the best set this year um it's been a tough year from that point of view there have been some darn fine sets very competitive but if you are, if you enjoy and have very fond memories of Home Alone, and if that movie holds a special place in your repertoire of favorite movies of all time or nineties movies of all time, you'll love the set. Um, I think those who are looking for a Christmas themed set, it's it's a very festive, um, it's a it, it it's a very festive set because the you know, Home Alone 1 takes place across Christmas. Uh, the McAllister house is, you know, the roofs are covered with snow and it's, you know, fully decorated decorated with all sorts of Christmas details. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's you know, I'd say it's, a, it's, it's almost a supersized, you know, Christmas slash winter holiday slash seasonal mm. set. Uh, at, at least that's how I felt when I, when, when I built it. Now, one thing that I noticed when I was just reading, reading the market, the marketing material, it sort of comes in twenty-four bags. Is that correct? Is each bag sort of feel like a daily build? If you were looking to do it as a, an advent kind of a build, I think so. Yeah, that's a good idea. I never thought of that, but yes, I will. I think that's a really good, um, really great way to approach it as well. It's it's a big it's a big build, um, and mm. You know, at four thousand pieces, and you know you're building a lot of furniture, but you're also building a really large house as well. And unlike, say, Winter Village, 
buildings, which are usually just an exterior and it's got an open back. This one is completely enclosed. The the front um the front of the house kind of opens up like a like a bit of a dollhouse to exp- um to to allow you to see all the interiors and all the rooms, mm-hmm. which is which is great. But it's you know it's an expensive set, and I think you know when you cross that psychological price barrier, you know you have to be a lot more discerning when it comes to purchases and you know unfortunately all the best details are hidden on the inside and as a display piece you know as a as a McAllister house it's you know it's a big brown house but I think the scale is a bit out of whack compared to a winter village you know house which is Mm. a lot more whimsical a lot more compact and it also looks out of whack compared to a modular building. So it's about the same height as the modular police station from this year. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to be hard to integrate it to displays, to your typical adult A4 displays. I'm, I'm almost imagining it as sort of the Lord of the Manor house, um, sort of on the estate removed from the Winter Village almost. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Look, I'm 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 sure you can like I'm sure you can weave it in. Um but yeah, the 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 size and scale is 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 hard. Is is gonna be hard for a lot of people to fit in. And you know alternatively you can display it with the the walls open and exposed so you get to see mm. all the insides and all the scenes, which is which is a nice um a nice alternative way to display it and really enjoy um all the little easter eggs booby traps that they've um squeezed in um but yeah i don't know it's a it's 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 a good set i'm not i'm not not entirely convinced that it's a great set but it is a very interesting set because lego have essentially taken um taken um the ideas the the winning ideas project and they've gone all right we will fulfill the vision of the set Mm. submitted to lego ideas we will not compromise and we will ensure that we stuff as many home alone references into the final product as possible so it's great from that perspective because i think if you rewind to last year this time last year we were talking about Lego Sesame Street and mm. the final product kind of deviated quite significantly from the ideas project that was submitted, which was quite a large, um, you know, one, two, three Sesame Street building with That's right. plenty. Um, and they obviously had to scale it down to make it accessible. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see Lego, uh, the Lego ideas team go, all right, we will give you a uncompromising home alone McAllister house experience and i think for that um that that's one of the highlights of the set um mm. but yeah i'm i'm almost imagining so as a 90s icon it's not dissimilar from the ideas point of view to say the pirates of barracuda bay which very much appealed to 90s kids um, who'd have played with Lego Pirates when they were younger. This now would be in a similar situation where it's based on a film that was would have been watched by people who are now in their mid-30s. They've probably got younger kids that are starting to look at doing Lego Advent calendars themselves, and I'm imagining a family day or a, a little bit of family time every day where mum and dad are putting together the room from the McAllister house mm-hmm. while the kids are putting together their um, city or Star Wars or Friends or Harry Potter or Marvel superheroes um, advent calendar window for the day. They'll all probably take about the same amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then they'll go to help mum and dad. I, I can see this as being sort of the peak audience probably f- for it. I mean, I saw Home Alone. I enjoyed it when I was younger, but to be honest, I was about 21, 22 when it came out. And so while it's while it was a, an enjoyable film and it's it is a sort of a Christmas film for us, it's not got that childhood Christmas memory um for 
those of us who are a little bit older and we probably grew up with the Rankin Bass animated mm-hmm. Santa Claus is coming to town and yep. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer um, being repeated every year. Um, yep. <laughs> but but one oh one more thing um, that I really liked about the the concept of the set. Um, yeah, you know, I think if you remove the Home Alone license or the subject matter, it's a really big house, and you don't get a lot of large residential house type buildings at this scale and at this level of um, piece count or price. And I think. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it from that um, from that perspective. No, look, we've not seen any really big house sets. You know, sort of 700, 800 pieces might be the largest house that we've had in the last decade or two, and, and that would be older rather than newer. So that's, um, that's uh, as you say, I think that's another great highlight for this set. Yeah. That, um, and I- and I think it's, you know, if you're a adult fan who enjoys, you know, build, building complex sets like modulars, you will enjoy Home Alone because it's a very um, complete building experience. You get an exterior, mm-hmm. you get interiors, and you, at the end of the day, you get a really big, large display model that also has you know really fun play features built into it as well so yeah it's a it's it's good i'm not i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure it's great um but yeah kind of between like a three out of five or a really low four out of five for me yeah i the other thing i think just looking at it Tell me what you think of this as an idea. It looks like it could be a beautiful set to set up with sort of a third-party lighting kit. Yes. No, exactly. And yes, I agree. Um, and it, it almost feels like a wasted opportunity for Lego to take this and, you know, essentially light it up. But yeah, I think if you um, if you enjoy you know, putting LEDs and lighting up your sets, you know, companies or brands like Light My Bricks are going to, you know, obviously create a lighting pack for the Home Alone house. And Mm. I think that just completes the, it just completes the look. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see, not for a while yet, I don't think we're going to see Lego lighting kits if only because it's very hard to make a nice robust micro led like we get with um a lot of the custom lighting kits where you can be sure that the wires are going to stay connected to the led um and have that reach legos the lego group's standards for safety and reliability and not going to fall apart if you tug on the wire just a little bit too hard so i think I think the Lego group support in principle the idea of third party lighting kits and I'm starting to wonder when I look at some of the cars that have come through in recent years if they've been designed with lighting kits in mind. I think but, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a when, not if. I think they I, just they just need to get the engineering right. No, no, I, I think they're designing I don't think they'll I don't think they'll do it. Um because the other thing is to light a set like this you need much longer wires than you can do with the powered up ones. And once you get wires of a certain length, it also becomes a strangulation hazard. And Lego were a toy company and they don't want to have to then start developing um, product to meet toy safety standards. Uh, So I think they'll leave, continue to leave lighting. They might support lighting companies through you know, giving them early access to sets so that they can develop lighting kits to be released at the time. They may even um, start to license lighting kits, but I don't think they will go into the business of producing kits for themselves because I think it's too variable. It's not going; they're just not going to be able to get that Lego quality. Um, the way that the company pride itself on the robustness of the toy, of the reusability. Lighting kits are certainly reusable, but, you know, they're, they're also very fragile. Um, it's quite easy to just 
break the LED, the, particularly if it's a sort of one of these Pico LEDs that are designed to sort of fit within, sort of almost be embedded within a stud. Um, it's so easy to snap the leads off those. Mm. Um, and until there's a completely new manufacturing process, I don't think we're going to be able to see a situation where they will exist independently, where, where they will be of a sufficient standard for the Lego group to say, this is a Lego lighting set. I, th- I think it'll remain a remain safely in the hands of the third part third parties, which is good because it gives us variety. It gives us different ways of doing things, and um, you know also allows you to approach lighting sets at different price points because it will be very very easy to be spending one hundred and fifty two hundred dollars lighting this set. I mm. think just 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 looking at it, and when you look at it, say comparing that with lighting kits for sets such as the Disney Castle or um, Disney Castle or Ninjago City. Yep. I don't have a lot of experience with lighting, so I don't know. Yes, I, I think I've, I've dabbled a little bit over the years, both using um, individual components and using kits. Um, and certainly some of them are pretty fragile, but they do add an extra dimension of life to a lot of models, although yep. they do they do move on from looking like a Lego set to looking like something else. And so it really depends on what you're trying to achieve with, yeah, with no, your build that's... and your display. And, you know, there's certainly once you've gone to that extra effort of installing $100 worth of lighting and you're sort of committing yourself to not pulling this set apart and you're robbing the Lego pieces of their full potential to just go out and be turned into something else. I'm a bit of an orthodox Lego fan. Um, don't dabble in third party. Don't dabble in lighting. Although I can see the, I can see, I can see the uh, appeal, but yeah, I think what's the word for it? Purist? Fundamentalist? Oh, um, fundamentalist. Purist, purist, I think. Purist works. There we go. I, I see it as being a broad church and there's um, you can approach things. I, I've, I've been known to drill and glue my Lego elements as well in the past. So oh, you God. It, 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 they, they would merely to strengthen existing legitimate connections that we're going to have to deal with. Um, uh, oddly enough, having some lighting installed in them in a, in a model <laughs> I was building. Um, so, so it was really just drilling a stud out and then applying a little bit of glue where I drilled the stud out so that it would all still hold together. Apologies to other fundamentalists and uh, orthodox Lego fans. We should, uh, you know, have some sort of warning before we talk about, you know, maiming and mutilating our precious Lego bricks. Legoland parks, the models are all glued. That's all. Well, That's all. <laughs> Uh, and they have steel armatures in the middle of them to make sure that they don't just blow over in a stiff breeze. Awful, awful. That's why that, that's why Lego had to buy Merlin. You know, they had to put a stop to all of that. No, they didn't though. <laughs> they, they haven't. And the motors, they're not power functions. Oh, all powered up. Oh, every 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 everything in my life has been a lie. <laughs> Anyway, um, it, turn, it turns out there are plenty of things not made of Lego in Legoland. Jeez, there goes the magic. Um, yeah. Anyway, apart from Home Alone, um, I think on the first of November we also have the launch of the Titanic. Um, yep. So the Titanic, Jay, you were saying, um, will become available for pre-orders on the first and for purchase on the eighth of November. So there's another opportunity to occupy your Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. The more um, I look, the more I look you... at that set, the more I like the look of it. Oh, it's you know, I think I think if you're going to splurge on a big Lego set, that's going to make a statement. You know, it's hard to go wrong with a 1.2 meter long Lego model. That's the biggest Lego set ever. So I think it will sell out. 
immediately. Let's let's rephrase that. It's not the biggest Lego set. It's the biggest Lego model ever produced in a set. Okay, largest Lego set. No, no, because the world map has got by piece count by, by piece part count. count. Yeah. So this is the largest model because the world map I would not describe as a model. That is true. We have to split hairs here in order to make these things work. However, it, it does mean that I think we have now knocked out the Millennium Falcon from the top 10. The, the original UCS Millennium Falcon has now been knocked out of the top 10 largest or highest part count Lego sets ever released. I feel like, uh, I feel like Lego Star Wars has a lot of catching up to do. Well... They're getting they're getting knocked off the uh the the top ten list because for the longest time it used to be you know almost exclusively UCS sets. Indeed. Well, I mean, then they released a larger UCS Millennium Falcon, which is still happily sitting there. So you know it's not going anywhere in a hurry. There are two Taj Mahals to knock off the list first. Um. So. Who knows? We'll see what the next UCS set does as far as size. I wonder if it will um, be a. Um, I wonder if it'll be a challenger or a contender for the list. We'll find yeah. out. We normally have a second UCS set during the year, and the rumor mill's been buzzing. So I haven't heard any. Haven't heard anything definite about dates or a thing but suffice to say that i still believe that they'll i think we can say there's gonna be one probably probably jay apart from the sets that are coming out soon are there any have i know that you're you're a fan of the vintage set and you know i've been talking a lot about vintage sets on my blog recently um have you bought any bought any new sets Bought, bought any old sets recently? <laughs> yeah, so a I think a mutual acquaintance or you know a a, a rather prolific collector of Mtron. Um, I think on Instagram he goes by Mtron underscore forever. I believe that's his handle. Um, he has I think one of the you know larger Mtron collections in Australia and you know recently he started you know to list some of his sets he has a it's a large collection of Mtron sets and um you know this particular batch of sets that he listed were Mtron sets but they came with boxes and I've recently you know started to you know increase my collection of you know vintage uh, I've always been buying, you know, vintage Lego whenever it comes up and, you know, box vintage, you know, like vintage used Lego with boxes in good conditions are quite a rare find because, you know, these are the sets that we're talking about that are what, 30, 40? 30 years old, uh, 30 32 years, years old, yeah. 1990. So, you know, it's it's quite rare to find boxes in good condition. And I was like, all right, I have to add that to my collection. My Sig Fig is an Mtron minifigure. I have a very strong affinity for it. So I yeah, I bought I bought a few things. Bought a few things, which was which is like added added another M core magnetizer into my collection, which I'm very pleased with. And this one comes with a box. So it's a bit it's extra extra special. And I also picked up a sealed set which was i hope my wife doesn't listen to this which was quite a big investment it was 6877 vector detector just, just a second was that number was that the price or is that the set number that was a set number that oh good good i think yes yeah, 6877 yes i think um I'll, I'll have to admit i've not been brave enough to invest in mint mint in box classic sets because i'll have to admit i really just the thing i love about old sets is that they're so easy to put together like they've just got sensible part counts compared to similarly sized models of today but it's 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 also like a time capsule oh it it, it, is, it, but... it is it is it is literally a piece of the past that is sealed within cardboard box 
poly bags, both of the regular variety and also um, the perforated variety. So, I I can I can understand I can understand why why you do it, but for me, if if I'm buying old sets, it's as much because I'm after the nostalgia hit, and for me, a lot of the nostalgia that comes from playing with classic Lego comes from oh playing with classic Lego, which I can't do if it's mint in box. So so that's okay, and that probably saves me a lot of money. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It is a, it's it's not for everyone, and I am kind of afraid that I'm starting to go down this route, and I'm starting to think about sealed vintage sets, which is pretty much you know the second most expensive type of Lego thing that you can collect outside of you know stupidly rare things like Mister Gold or Gold C three POs, so. Or or um business both. cards. Yeah, or, or business cards or Yeah, well, look it's not it's not that it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. I think yeah. it's very, very fair and reasonable. I'll I'll have to admit I, I've recently um probably also from Mtron Forever picked up a vintage well, picked picked up the entire range of Mtron sets as they were released, they're all in boxes, all nicely packed. Beautiful. And a few 90s catalogues just to drool and dream over. And, and they've challenged my thinking because I Paradisa has been represented in different ways in different catalogues. Um, some catalogues that actually Paradisa sets are actually flagged as being town, but in the English catalogues, they are very much separate and very much not kept on the same page as town sets. Well, so I'm feeling baffled and confused. I await your long form deep dive into, you know, into the catalogs as well as your Mtron haul. But look, I'm glad that we have more vintage sets going into the hands of people that appreciate vintage sets so mm. yeah no i think i think it's I'm, I'm really looking forward to just taking some time to put them together and in the meantime i've been going in the opposite direction and i've even been doing some building this week jay and and i've i've, I've been returning to my background project of some neo ice planet sort of updating some um, the ice planet theme, imagining the team returning to the planet 40 years, 30 years down the track. In, and uh, we've got a slightly updated color scheme, some updated uniforms, and again, not one for the purists, mm. but uh, just being able to sit down and do some building was nice. That's, that's nice. It's, it's therapeutic. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's good for the soul. It's what, it's, uh, it's what it's meant to be. Indeed. Oh, um, all right. What what else have uh, have have Lego been doing? Um, there was a so, big there was a big announcement, article, advertising campaign during um for the I think the U the United Nations Day of the Girl, and I think one of the most um I think one of the big takeaways that a lot of mainstream media sites like CNN, the BBC, the Guardian kind of took away was that Lego um, finally communicated that they were officially starting to remove gender bias from their sets. There's a lot to unpack there because I saw a lot of reactionary articles and takes and from, you know, from from crazy takes like oh my god they're gonna you know th- there's gonna be no more friends or why is this a big deal? So what does that mean? What where should, that, where should we mean? start? Yeah. So I suppose one of the things, and perhaps I'll take an example of what I've seen when I've gone shopping in recent years. Um, we have often seen sets that. Retailers have interpreted as for girls being sold in the same aisle as Barbie and 
sewing kits and other dolls and then the city and the technic and the star wars and the ninjago are then being sold with the nerf guns and action the figures. action figures um and even under the title of boys toys um as the heading in the column and so what the lego group i think is setting out now to say is that we make toys for children and they're now setting out to ensure that there is a balance in the way in which their marketing materials at any rate represent gender. Yeah. So we can expect to see, say, as many catalogue pictures and pictures on the website or videos or on, on social media of girls playing with sets as boys playing with sets or men playing with sets and women playing and men and women building sets. Um, there seems to have been a little bit of, I'm going to almost describe it as revisionism about the way in which Friends is being marketed. Friends isn't going anywhere. Um, what we've been told on the Ambassador Network is that Friends is not going anywhere. We can expect to see more um, male mini dolls in the range next year, but we don't know really the extent of that at this stage. Um, but I'm I'm left curious. So, sorry, before I go off on a speculating about where Friends is going, um, Friends was introduced as a way to fill a niche to make Lego sets, Lego play particularly more attractive to girls. Yep. But the claim has been made that they've never been specifically marketed to girls. I think that that's quite that I th genuice. That, that, that it's 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 a problem. It's a it's 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 a problem because um yeah, yeah I think like that's a fib. It is, <laughs> um, it, is it is a fib and it's, 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 they, they, they can't they can't go out and say we created the friends line to cater explicitly to girls which would which which is true um you can't you can't you can't rewrite history but it wouldn't be um it wouldn't be the trendy thing to say and it it wouldn't be you know what um progressive consumers would expect of a brand like lego to come out and say in today's day and age so it is it is it is a I wouldn't say it's a problem, but it's um, it's a it's a tough one to navigate for Lego. So, so the way I've broken that down in my head is that it was introduced with, and the mini dolls were introduced to um, introduce a line that was specifically designed to attract this particular audience that wasn't playing with Lego sets. Mm -hmm which happened to be girls aged 6 to 12. Um, but they have tried to... They've never said, this is not for boys. However, I certainly did remember... I have seen some print catalogues in recent years where it certainly did say sets for boys, sets for girls. Yeah. And yeah. that's been in the last five years. and. That just, for me, that just is a bit of a fib. So I suppose yeah. the question is going forward, there are a few things that I suppose we need to think about. I don't think the purple on the box is going anywhere. Purple on the box is the iconic branding for um, for Lego Friends. So I think we can expect that to stay. Uh Yes and no. It used to be a lot more feminine, and the box design used to be different. Now, so yes. So the other thing that we have on it, it did, but the other thing we have on the box is we have our five friends who are all girls, sort of enclosed in a love heart, sort of call out balloon. And I'm been trying to work out: Are they going to introduce some boys into that core group, like they have in the animated series? But I think they've now got such a cast of characters appearing in Heart Lake City 
that they'll go in the other direction and I'm going to call it now, that call-out is going to be removed. I reckon mm. it's going to be gone. Interesting. I think, look, I think the... I think what a lot of people fail to grasp with this announcement is, you know, Lego is not coming out to say that. Um, I think, I think, I think something that most people have missed is that Lego have have and they have acknowledged, you know, and and this is why they created Friends is that girls and boys have different styles of play. Yeah. I don't think there's 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 they're disputing that or, or or looking to change it. I think it's it's how they market and target sets where they're you know actively or you know specifically pushing boys towards city or superheroes or Star Wars and pushing girls towards friends and or dots and I think they're just not going to be that explicit when it comes to that and they're going to allow and they're just going to present the entire lego range and go this is for everyone granted you know most girls will still gravitate towards friends i've seen that with my daughter she has you know access to a pretty large lego collection Mm. Um, but she loves friends and Disney princesses. Again, I'm not sure if that's because of the environment and the media that she's exposed to that has caused that. I don't know. Um, but you know, she certainly prefers playing with friends because of the colors and characters than she does with system, which she also loves, but not as much as friends. So Yeah. I look I th- I think that's fair. But I suppose conversely the other thing that I, I know a few young boys that really enjoy the friend sets they actually prefer the shape of the figure over mm. minifigures because they feel like they they're a bit more better represented there yep. and so amongst some of the research that lego um, and the gender davis institute for gender equality in media um produced um suggested also that while on the whole Girls are more happy to play with boys' toys and not worry, not be worried about it. Boys, on the whole, were far more reluctant to play with girls' toys. Mm. And so I think by removing that gender bias will actually make Friends a more boy-friendly series. I don't think we're going to see fire stations and police stations in Lego Friends just yet. Um, But I think we have noticed in this last year or two that we've seen far more sets that that are town infrastructure. There have been a few more sort of Main Street type sets um, with multiple shops. We've had a couple of houses released in lego city this year that did not involve them being used as either incinerator fodder for the fire brigade to come and put out or indeed just to be used as a hideout um so we've seen seen some a few more i'm going to call them civilian sets lifestyle sets sets predict just sets depicting city lifestyle rather than um just action excitement and really wild things in a six wide base um Mm. So I think the nature of Lego City is changing, and I think we'll probably see the nature of Friends changing mm. a little. But uh... yeah, and I think look, I think that's a that that's a reflection of just Lego changing and evolving. So mm. one of the things that for the longest time, and this is how Lego have talked about their business and who their target audience is for you know in the 90s early 2000s lego have always referred to their core consumer as an eight-year-old boy from germany um i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure where i've read or heard about it but you know it's it's been repeated that you know that's that's who their bread and butter is you know and you know we know how big lego city is as a you know as as a you know contribution of their overall sales Mm. and revenue and no one's disputing that um but 
I think, you know, with the shift towards adults and now with the shift away from specifically thinking about appealing to that eight-year-old boy, you know, I think they're, they're, they're just going much, much wider and not, you know, using gender as a singular lens to design their products. That's yeah. what it sounds like. And, and I think, like, it's, it's quite smart for, for Lego because this is not new if you've been paying attention. Lego have been, you know, it's, it's one of those classic cases of let's announce something that we've already been doing for the last year, last two years. Because, you know, you, 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 you wrote a really good article about the representation of, um, you know, children and adults in lifestyle photos and advertising that they use on their site. And it's a pretty balanced, you know, um, group of people playing with mm. it's certainly It's certainly a diverse group and certainly you find that for the majority of themes, you're probably at, look, most of them have probably got a few more boys than girls pictured in the, in the set across the range. Um, but it's probably within about, you know, 40, 60% um, for the majority of themes until you come to Lego Friends where it's very much every photo has has a girl in and some of them have got their baby brother in shot as well. There is one Disney set where there is a young boy playing as the soul kid playing with, with a set. He's there supervised by his mother and he's playing with the Disney, the Mickey and Donald rocket set, which, which just felt it, it, it tells, look on the whole, they're getting there. If you count absolute numbers, even Star Wars, half the sets had had pictures of, of girls or women in, in the... These are the images. When you look at, at the shop on lego.com, there are images of someone building or playing with the set, typically one or two people. And so those are the images that we've, we've looked at. Um, you know, even Star Wars, half of the sets had pictures of girls in, but 13 out of 20 sets had boys in as well. So there were a few double-ups and and a few that were, um, a few more that were mostly boys, but there were plenty of sets that were just being played with by girls. And the other thing that's apparent is that there are a lot of gender-ambiguous models being used as well. So you might say, yes, that's definitely a boy, but... They've done his hair funny, and it's really hard to tell when they're wearing that shade of mint. I think just to kind of like close it off, and I think it's Lego's the biggest and you know arguably one of the most important toy companies in the world. And despite all the, I don't know, I don't know, is it is it controversial? Despite all the controversy that it's caused, you know, some people were railing about, oh my gosh, you know, Lego is going woke and all that kind of stuff. I still think it's quite important because it's emblematic of how the toy industry is set up. We have toys for boys and toys for girls and mm. toy departments, toy stores are set up like that. You've got pink, you've, you put all your dolls and all your cooking kitchen equipment in one side and you have your action figures and, and building blocks and science experiments, I don't know, in, in, in one side of the store. It's, it's mm. just the way the toy industry has always been. And for Lego to, you know, to, to, to draw a line in the sand and say, we're not doing this anymore, I think it's quite important and we'll soon start to see the toy industry as a whole shift away from being overtly gendered in their offerings products and marketing it's like mm. when it's like when apple removed the headphone jack there was there was wailing and gnashing of teeth when they did so but the entire industry moved in that direction eventually as well yeah so, yeah um, look i i think we we heard wailing and gnashing of teeth for a day and a half and i think having some reassurance from Denmark that Friends wasn't going anywhere and being able to share that with our communities if there was concern about that. Um, 
I think that that's that helps. That that's helped a lot. What we yeah. have seen is that minifigures over the last ten years have gone from being ten percent female in Lego City to being forty percent in female and forty percent definitely male and. 20%, it really just depends on which torso and headpiece you put on them. Mm-hmm. And they can be, they can go, they can be, be whoever you need them to be. Mm. Um, so I, th- I think there's been a move towards removing that. And even we've seen in the Harry Potter sets in the current run since 2018, there are far more female figures, far more female characters being depicted and far more female figures um, in the current run compared to those that were released in parallel with the films um, between 2001 and 2012. So I, th- I think it's it's a pattern that we've been seeing with the Lego group anyway. Um, and look, I really just looked, I took the look at the pictures really just to see what sort of a, they'd announced this change and I was just curious to see whether they're, they'd completed the change or if they were really just setting a fairly positive start point and it'll be interesting to see if the goal is that it's an even gender balance across all of the pictures or across every theme and sub-theme. That will be challenging. Um, Interestingly, Minecraft, boy theme or a girl theme? Looking at the typical minecraft fan i would say mostly boy so if by typical minecraft fan you're talking about people playing in survival mode sure oh, I, I i actually don't know anything about minecraft oh okay so minecraft has two modes one is survival mode where you basically go through life making things and fighting off hordes of zombies at night hmm. And then there is a sandbox mode where basically you can construct whatever you like. And this seems to be the preferred way of playing for um, that for girls. They'll prefer to play in the sandbox mode rather than in the survival mode, um, according to a couple of studies um, done over the years. And But when you look at Lego's marketing photos in fact there are more f- girls in those photos mm. than there are boys across the theme ninjago 50 50 in fact it was the only thing that was 50 50 interesting and i think i i think that's the right way to go um to go with that that you know hopefully this won't be something that stands out or is you know a glaring oh you know why are there more boys here why are there more girls here it's just something that just will mm. just kind of fade into the background and not be yeah just not be a thing and look it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a it's a very nuanced um and very complicated there, there are a lot of layers because there's there's just so much that society and humans have you know programmed into children mm that you know and yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle for lego to fight um and like i said friends is a is a is a interesting conundrum for lego because it is a very successful team it is one of lego's best and most consistent teams and it did um it did what it was you know conceived to do which is to make lego appealing to a demographic that has traditionally not been interested in building. Mm. I, I I quite agree there. I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm quite looking forward to getting next year's catalogue and seeing what the what sort of sets we're getting. Mm. Um, I'll be interested to see if they change the branding on the box. You know, make put if they're having a hero shot of the characters if they'll have them all in a circle, but I, I reckon they're just going to get rid of those characters because there's there's been such an increase in the number of people hanging out in Heart Lake City and doing things. I suspect we'll probably have that core group of five removed from many sets, maybe not sort of the little cubes or whatever replaces the cubes if the cubes aren't going. I don't know what's happening with the cubes. Um, 
you know, they may well be there because they are sort of ca- very character specific. But I'm I'm curious to see what they do with the branding on the boxes because that probably remains the most genderized marketing on yep. any packets at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But you know, city's blue, and you yeah, know, blue, look, blue. city's city's blue. But the characters that they've had um, in the call out there have been. If it's a small set, typically there's one. Oh, yeah. Most yep. of the time, it's a male. If it's if that relates to the stereotypical occupation. But you got Freya, always. you know, who's the fire chief in... We do have Freya McLeod, and I, I, I don't know how I feel about us. I know, I don't know, I don't like this idea of characters in Lego City having names. That's just, that's <laughs> just, that's just not right. Just not right. Doesn't appeal to the crotchety old man in me. Um, but you do have, in, in the last few years where we've had that call out with a few minifigures in the top right hand corner of the box we have generally had had two or three figures um and certainly a couple of years ago when you had three there was one who was definitely male and one who was definitely female and one who wasn't definitely coded either way so so i think i think city is blue sure but i don't think I don't think that needs to be taken as being this is just a, these are just sets for boys and likewise friends is purple and I don't think we need to just take that as these are sets for girls but more than anything else it's going to be parents that make or drive this change and they'll just disregard what their kids say when they say I want that set yeah but it's pink <laughs> um dad will say Yep. Look, Isaac, um, check in in maybe a few years when Isaac is old enough to, you know, choose between system and or friends. Oh, I mean, city. regular. Yeah, city. City or, or friends. friends. Yep. Um, he'll be playing with Ninjago and Monkey Kid. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully those last, you know, forever. But yeah, hopefully. Well, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Extra Pieces. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, depending on the sleep patterns of the of Jay's youngest and mm. indeed himself to make sure that he's getting enough zzz over the um, next couple of weeks. So... That'll bring us probably to the middle of November. Halloween will be in the distant past. We'll probably, if we're doing well, we'll have a chance to have an episode in the run-up to the Brick Friday sales. Um, There will be a few things happening around that stage, I'm pretty sure. Anything you're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks, Jay? I am looking forward to speculating and predictions for 2020 i want to get 2022 i want to get all my predictions in before you know the leaky ship that is lego starts doing what it does best i think that's fair um i'm all for a bit of bit of speculation i I look forward to reading your speculation i quite quite enjoy a bit but i've got my brain a bit distracted by a few other things at the moment that will um, probably stop me from writing much of my own but i'm quite looking forward particularly to seeing what we have coming out in the new year um across all the major lego lines i think it's going to be an exciting year for for us all and they're going to keep us on our toes and if we all thought that 2021 was an assault on the wallets of affles around the world i'm pretty sure 2022 is just going to continue that pattern with more and more lego sets for adults being released oh this uh the the, the golden hen you know is is not stopping anytime soon the golden hen that is adult lego fans yes new or you know people who haven't realised that they're adult Lego fans. I'm even going to suggest that they're not that there are people who are they're not Lego fans and they won't necessarily consider themselves to be Lego fans, but they will consider themselves as interested in that thing that Lego make a set of, mm. and so they will pursue it there. So until next time, I'm Richard from the Rambling Brick, and I'm Jay from uh, Jay's Brick Blog. You've been listening to the extra pieces. 
And until next time, you have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.